I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Range from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis from PPI. I'm Drew with DNJ Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. You're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. The Diesel Power Podcast. The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. Well, we're excited to have the PSP crew here on the Diesel Power Podcast. We've got Art, Stephen, and Richard, and we're going to talk power strokes. We get a lot of questions uh, of power stroke owners, and, and it's like, you know, there's been so much advancement, especially, you know, with the six-liter side from where it was, you know, 10 years ago to where, you know, it is now. And we're really excited to have you guys on and, and want to welcome you. Hey, thanks for, thanks for letting us come on. Thanks, Pat. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, we're excited. I uh, when I think of you guys, I think of six liters. And one of the questions I've always wanted to ask is what what is the best way to keep these trucks running? Like they're they're popular, they're affordable. A lot of a lot of people are getting into them. What's what's the formula for success with you know, keeping a six liter power stroke up and running, doing work, and and handling you know towing and street use and everything else? Well, this is Steven, man. I think the I think the first step w- and with any platform is to know your vehicle. So, you know, a lot of guys, there's tons of six liters out there. Um, so the first step is to know your vehicle, and, and that starts with a, a really good inspection on the truck to know kind of where the truck stands. Because, you know, you don't want to be putting money into a truck that you know you've got some weak points in the low end of the motor or... Uh, you know, you might have a cracked head or some major engine issues. So whenever a customer comes in our front door, we always start with, hey, let's get a good look at the truck. Let's do a full vehicle inspection. Um, After that fact, uh, you know, what's really cool about the 6-liter is you can do a lot with the truck uh, because parts are so inexpensive. So the first step is to make sure that we're addressing the core issues with the 6-liter. so we, in our opinion, you know, the term bulletproofing gets thrown around so much when it comes to this motor, and, and unfortunately, there's no standardization across the board. So, you know, you might walk into a shop in Florida and ask for a bulletproof, and it's totally different than if you walked into a shop in Montana. So um, kind of we start, we, we think of bulletproofing on the 6-liter in two stages. We either think of an upper engine bulletproof or a complete engine bulletproof, and and with the complete engine bulletproof and the upper engine, the real defining factor between those is addressing the lifter issue on the six liter. So we all know, and if you've ever owned a six liter, if you worked at a shop, you know, all the time you see these trucks with lifter failures and they fail for a, a couple different reasons. You know, the design's not great, um, but usually it's because of lack of maintenance. Um, you know, we'll see the, the roller bearings on those lifters fail, they get thrown into the front cover, uh, they score your low pressure oil pump, you lose base oil pressure, and it can just continue to go downhill from there. So we kind of take into account what the mileage is on the truck, what the maintenance history, if the customer knows about it, um, and we go from there. If we do, if we do go in, we've got uh, into the low end of the truck, we've got some redesigned lifters that we've been using that we've seen pr- amazing durability out of these things. Um, so when, when, when we move past that with an upper engine set, we always like to go in with the updates that Ford has come out with. You know, Ford, 
whether you're a believer in the six-liter power stroke or not, Ford has uh, put a lot of time into fixing some of the issues, and the OEM parts are, as everybody knows, are really good quality stuff. So depending on if you have an earlier late-style six-liter, all the Ford updates, like the turbo drain pipe, the STC fitting on the late-style, uh, the dummy pipes and stand pipes on the late-style, uh, a lot of guys are going in with the 6.4 banjo bolts and washers to improve fuel supply to the injectors. Uh, fuel pressure regulator has been updated, which is really critical to uh, helping out the injector life. Uh, fuel supply is an issue with the 6-liter. So, you know, once we move past some of the updates, we look at um, cylinder heads. So a lot of guys, unfortunately, we see a lot of customers that uh, they're given bad advice and they try to cut corners, maybe just resurfacing heads, and we see all kinds of issues from there. So we, we generally, we, you know, if you've got a really good machine shop, uh, a lot of times they can redo heads completely, deck them, set valve heights, replace valve seats, valves, springs, everything, go through these heads, and then you get a really fantastic warranty, uh, you know, if they completely go through the heads. So we go back in with heads. Everybody knows the 6-liter suffers from head gasket issues, and the fix for that is head studs. And, and nowadays, the, the machining processes for O-ringing these heads has become so uh, precise that, you know, we, we almost always recommend O-ringing the heads. It's not expensive at all, and it really helps to improve the durability of them. So, you know, in a, from a rebuilding standpoint, you're hitting all of these, these common weak points in the 6-liter motor. Um, and then once we've got a really, you know, we've got a good platform, maintenance, uh, you really can't preach it enough. Maintenance is so critical, uh, especially on the 6-liter. We, we highly recommend 3,000-mile oil changes, 10,000-mile fuel filter changes, um, and these are the kinds of things, it's simple, it doesn't cost a lot of money, but these are the kinds of things that are really going to push you to the, to the 300, 400,000 mile mark. You know, we've got multiple customers on the road with 600,000, 700,000 miles. Art's actually driving a six liter now that just crested 500,000 miles. Um, so a lot of these factors will really help push you past that mileage. You know, and, and you can't speak enough about some of the filtration systems that are on the market now. So guys are standard in the 6-liters coolant filtration system. It really helps to protect the OEM oil cooler. Um, the oil bypass filtration is, is great, man. It's, it's, we're kind of late to the game in the small and medium-duty market. Guys, you know, on, on cruise ships and big rigs have been using it for years. And when we're talking about the difference between filtering oil at 20 microns that most factory filters filter down to, to a bypass system that can filter one micron, it's incredible how much engine wear you can reduce just through good filtration. And the bypass systems are, you know, really inexpensive when you consider the benefit of them. Plus, they extend your oil change intervals. It's just, it's, a, it's good across the board. So, I mean, with these kinds of modifications, um, we've seen, like I said, we've seen trucks that are pushing oil change intervals 10 to 15,000 miles with no uh, negative effects. Uh, we've had some guys that even pushed it, you know, 20 to 25,000 miles with, with uh, consistent uh, factory oil, uh, filter changes and with, you know, oil sampling to make sure that they're still on point. So... With this kind of filtration, I mean, that, this is really the root of good durability in diesel motors. And, you know, beyond building and maintenance, treating your truck right is, is uh, a part of the equation, too. So, you know, making sure that 
when you're starting your truck up in the morning, everybody's running monitoring systems now. Let your truck warm up to, uh, you know, I, I like to shoot for, in my 6-liter, I like to shoot for above 115-degree oil temp. That way I know things are starting to get warmed up and I can take off. I always let my truck cool down. You know, the 6-liter uh, is a uh, oil-cooled turbo, so letting the truck cool down, it really reduces the amount of oil that can coke up in that turbo. Um, so, and, and you really can't, you can't speak enough about driving your truck, uh, for extended periods of time too. You know, we've seen diesel trucks that, uh, have numerous issues because, you know, customers will start them up and drive them a mile to the grocery store on the weekends and then that's it. You know, I, I drive my six liter, uh, about 75 miles a day and, I, we re, we re, rebuilt the motor about 70,000 miles ago, and I don't have a drop of oil and haven't done anything to the truck since we rebuilt it. So it's just it's a great platform. If you know what you're doing when you get into it, you've got a really good shop that you're working with. They know the right parts to use. Um, you know, there's nothing that this truck can't do. One of the questions that I remember, I, I like to keep track of the ones that uh, our fans send in to us, and a, a few guys have asked, you know, when they do have a head gasket failure mm-hmm. and they're pulling the heads off, they think fire rings, they think O-rings, and they don't really know if there's any trade-off or, or maybe what the differences are between them. How do you guys feel about, say, not O-ringing or firing versus O-ringing versus firing? Like, are there certain applications where you should do one versus another? Yeah, in the six-liter platform, we were big fans of O-ringing, um, and it's really just gained traction here. We've seen in the past year to year and a half to the point where we're we're doing it on every single set of heads that we put on. It's just the cost is so minimal. It's about fifty dollars a cylinder, and the the benefit is incredible. Plus, you can use you know whatever standard OEM or Felpro gasket that you're that you already use and. Um, as far as fire ringing, we try to reserve fire ringing for, you know, competition trucks only just because of we found that they require a lot more maintenance than an O-ring head, meaning awesome. torquing head, head bolts and stuff or head stick. Yeah, I think that'll help clarify, you know, a bit for the owners out there if they're in this situation, you know, which, which route they should go and, and what you guys have seen with it. You know, on daily drivers and things like that is it's important when it's all apart. It's cheaper than later. So. <laughs> oh yeah, and absolutely. It's good to have you know the that kind of information when you're going into it because obviously going back into it is very cross cost prohibitive. So we 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 pretty much across the board we recommend owing o ringing heads. Now, as you do get into those like higher mileage vehicles, does does the maintenance schedule or the things that owners need to think about change or is it still pretty much the same the same group of of improvements hey pat uh this is art um i would probably like to answer that question and it really as as a vehicle's mileage goes up uh it becomes a bit more crucial to to the engine you know uh by the manual it tells you you should be doing around 65 7000 miles change intervals and we recommend every customer that comes through our door especially after like a heavy build or, or you know we ask customers what are their what's their vision what's their plan what are they planning doing with the truck and obviously you know everybody's longevity so we try to we try to basically put them on a on a maintenance regimen where we're doing 3,000 3,500 all changes max you know I tell people like pay attention where you're feeling up 
you know, and, and I live by this. I do not fill up my truck after after a rainfall. What customers tell me, like, why? Well, you think about all that condensation, you know, water entrapment within those tanks. I mean, you're going to suck some of that stuff up. Can you imagine, yeah. you know, you've got this injector firing at extreme temperatures and extreme pressures. All it takes is a, a droplet of water to get in there and crack the nozzle, and there goes your rod, there goes your piston. You know, so these are little things, and I do a lot of testing on, on different additives, and customers approach me all the time and tell me, well, what's the best additive? Well, really, I don't think I've run into a bad additive. You know, I mean, here recently, I'm filling up my truck and adding a quart of power stream fluid to it. You know, and I think it's actually it's helped it a lot. You know, I can definitely tell there's it idles a little bit smoother. Uh, I tell customers, you know, the biggest thing, biggest thing that I would like to address is get to know your technician, the mechanic, uh, the shop you're taking the truck to. Ask questions. Don't be afraid. Take advantage of, let's just say, you're addressing one injector. You know, know your truck in the sense, okay, well, have I replaced the other injectors? What other updates can I do while I'm here? You know, most shops that are power stroke, uh, you know, uh, savvy or their specialty shops, they're going to tell you, well, you know, you've got an old style dummy pipe. You know, the stamp pipe needs to be updated. You know, your nipple O-rings, nipple cuffs and kind of worn. You know, we can do them. All that, all that's going to do is save you money in the long run. And this is one of those issues that I think why the six liter got so much uh, bad, a bad reputation is because we really didn't know what was going on with the engine. I'm a factory, I'm a factory tech, and I'll tell you exactly how I saw it when when these engines were falling apart and EGR coolers were blowing. There wasn't engineering; didn't even know the um, the problem. You know, we had basically we have a three we had a three page, four page list, a technical service bulletin that we were supposed to address and test and you know, vacuum test the oil coolers. A lot of these guys at our factory train can probably relate to me and tell you that, you know, it's it's a valid conversation. You know, well all these issues basically resulted in, you know, nobody wanting to take uh, ownership of a six liter power stroke. Well here at PSP, you know, we try, we've, we've been working on this engine for, for years, and it's been the underdog, and we love it. I love it so much that I've got three six liters of my own, and like Stephen mentioned, one of them just cracked 500,000 miles. Um, I've got a, a lifted F-250, eight inches, big mud tires, you know, and I know going into that truck, I needed head gaskets. Well, I wanted to... Just, I wanted to stretch that barrier, and I want to be able to tell my customers, well, you know what, I know I've got uh, blown head gaskets, I've got excessive pressure going into the cooling system, you know, how fast do I need to address this? Well, Pat, it took the truck a year and a half to basically hydrolock in my driveway, and even then, it still fired up, it brought me to work, I parked it, I swapped trucks, and it's basically just taking a break. So just to kind of going forward and tell you that, you know, these trucks are out there. The problem's out there. Get to know your, your your mechanic, your shop, ask questions, and, you know, all that stuff will basically just save you money in the long run. That's really a key point in, in something I think a lot of truck owners don't really understand is, you know, sometimes you have a problem with a vehicle. You just want to get that problem fixed, but, you know, shops like yours, you guys understand how this motor works from front to back, top to bottom. 
And instead of going in there, say, 10 times to fix different things, you might be able to do it all at once, and that saves the customer a lot of money. Well, that's the thing. Like, everybody's so, um, you know, head gaskets and studs. You know, we get numerous phone calls. You know, like Stephen said, bulletproof, bulletproof, bulletproof. We've had some guys, you know, call and tell us, well, what do you guys charge to just basically remove the factory bolt and, you know, add studs? We don't do that. We've never done it. You know, our approach is cab off. Every single truck that rolls in here is a cab off. I tell my customers, you're basically going to get two phone calls from me. You're going to get one phone call stating that the truck is in the shop and we are currently working on it. And the second phone call is I'm going to assess your vehicle as a whole. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with it. I'm going to put up a plan. I'm going to tell you how we should approach it and what updates need to be done. You know, uh, I don't. I tell you know anything below like 150,000 miles, uh, we've we really haven't seen a whole lot of issues with lifter problems. Anything over 150,000 miles, I encourage customers to you know check crank and play, check lifter wear, um, and address it as a whole. Um, and in the long run, you know, we try to save uh, customers money. I think that's the critic the critical point too. It's you know it's it's about saving customers money because we all you know we all drive six liters and and you know our trucks are no different. They they break too, so we we know how expensive diesel repairs can be. And and the idea is that if we can keep a customer's truck on the road by spending a little bit more up front, you know it helps the shop out. We don't have a shop uh, a truck that's continually coming back to the shop. It helps the customer out because. A lot of our customers are, you know, they work with their trucks, so it keeps them on the road longer. It keeps money in their pocket. It just helps everybody out. So the idea is to let's see, let's see how much we can address on the front end of this, so that we can make make this good for everybody. Yeah, that's that's uh, I think what's key, you know, on any platform, but especially with a six liter power stroke, is they have proven to be great trucks. You know, and the innovations that you guys have made and, and done and the testing and everything, it's out there now. I mean, people know, you know, and and I think where that leads next is kind of into the performance aspect because we all love horsepower, we all love torque, we all, we all love racing, all that stuff, is you guys have done some really cool things. And I saw this video on Facebook going around about this 800-horsepower, 6-liter power stroke, and, and I had to ask you guys about this, this truck, what you did with it, just what uh, you know, what the details are on this setup. I think uh, we'll let Richard take lead on that. It's his personal truck and daily driver. So Richard, if you can hear us, take over. Hey Pat, <coughs> thanks Appreciate for having you. us. Uh, I got to say, probably about two and a half years ago, uh, when I purchased this truck, actually it's probably been closer to three. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to do something pretty, pretty spectacular with the truck. You know, vision and in mind, uh, not just to have a a power stroke, six-liter power stroke, but, you know, to really get some power out of it and uh, and make it look good, too. I mean, obviously, under the hood, pop the hood, and, and, and kind of be wowed. Uh, a lot of people look at my truck, and they're like, man, it looks like a bone stock truck until you pop the hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a sleep. Those are the best time. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of the idea in mind. Uh, people were asking me when I had it on the engine stand, and I had it on uh, an engine on the stand for about roughly a year, what I was expecting out of it. And I was like, well, I'd like to get 700 horsepower out of this thing, and it'd be a, a, a good, reliable daily driver, you know? 
Um, <clears throat> the thing is, when you're pushing power like that, I mean, how long is that power gonna? How long is that engine gonna hold that power? You know. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, a daily driver in mind, you start from the inside out. You know. So I went ahead and started with the low end, uh, forged rods. You know, upgraded pistons. Uh, went ahead, went stage two cam, <clears throat> uh, updated the uh, the lifters, valve train, um, and from there, that's really just kind of you know your basic or not basic, but you know you're you're securing the the heart of the truck. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. After that, it's just bolt-ons, you know, and tuning. Um, I went through multiple stages of testing different size injectors, different size turbos different tuners uh and i mean over the past year i mean i jumped from let's see here from 550 566 to 600 to 700 and now at the 800 just over 800 marker and actually i think it could be more than that because it was just a street tune but we found out on the dyno uh once i put in the hot tune i was running out of fuel um I'm sure a lot of people would like to know what I'm running in the truck. Uh, this go around with the 800, I'm running a 330, 150 injectors, uh, a 69 SXE turbo, non-VGT. Um, the manifolds, I had a lot of people ask me about what kind of manifolds are like using stock or using BD. I'm actually using the Steed exhaust manifolds. Uh, they seem to flow really good, um, but Stage three intake uh, by All Dogs, um, and right now, currently, the tunes that I'm running are through Innovative. Um, just trying them out, and uh, I got to say, I'm I'm really happy with with the truck. Uh, I did have a few issues there in the beginning <clears throat> with uh, the low pressure pump because it was blowing up on me, <laughs> and it happened a couple times um, where I had to replace a gyrotor pump and a front cover a couple times. Um, Come to find out, I don't really want to name the company, but I had to switch out dampeners uh, and found out that that was the issue. Uh, obviously, currently running a, a billet low-pressure pump now as well, I think is also helping out there. But um, it's been fun. I mean, building power, reliable power, uh, I, can't, I can't say anything more than it's just it's awesome to drive down the road and have somebody kind of look at you, rev their engine, and you blow their socks off. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all know it's the comments of the guy that's doing it. <laughs> and it, we gotta, we have to mention that, I mean, Richard drives his truck about 100 miles a day. So oh, yeah. It's not just a daily driver. It's a daily driver. It's yeah. a commute. Yeah. 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 It's one of those, the six-liter to me, there's, I remember when they first came out, you know, guys would start doing exhausts and things on them. It's the sound of them. It, it's I love that sound. So I imagine with 800 horsepower and that charger and the tuning and just having fun with it. You know what's it, funny it, is that uh, my truck has absolutely no whistle whatsoever. Uh, it's just a loud. It's just a loud grunt. It almost sounds like a Dodge, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And people are like, "Where's the whistle?" I was like, nah, "There's no whistle." <laughs> well, what'd you do different? I was like, "Well, could possibly be the turbo. Could possibly be this." board out 20 over you know it's just it's just throaty you know uh but it's still it's it's a nice it's a nice sounding truck so and, and in the future do you think uh think you might push it a little bit farther 
Uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, actually, it been been talk around here like, man, you should just turn it into a race truck. Uh, I may be just purchasing another, probably another six feeder uh, daily driver, and I might just uh, park this one and and come up with something pretty radical and and maybe start putting it on the track. So, how quickly does the charger light? What's that? How quickly does the turbo light? Is it pretty quick? Uh, it actually, it's pretty quick. Um, I've actually kind of been bouncing around between two different turbos, um, the 69 and the 67. Uh, 67, obviously, it, it lights up pretty quick. Uh, the 69 is a little bit more laggy, but it's not, honestly, it's not much at all. I mean, you, the truck is extremely sensitive. I mean, you can barely tap on the gas, and, and I mean, you're, the boost gets up quick, you know? The thing wants to the thing wants to to blow some air. So. <laughs> and you know what? Really, one of the big things that we we've, we've been that's hit the market lately is the the new O dog intakes. These things are guys are seeing phenomenal performance out of these, and they're I mean with the fully ported, it's a cast fully ported intake. Uh, we're seeing average about twenty seven to thirty five horsepower gain, eighty foot pounds of torque, and significantly improved spool up. You know, lower EGTs. It's just it's awesome. We uh, we did some testing. Well, we didn't we didn't do it in house, but we deal with um, Paul over at Dynamic Diesel in Michigan, and we took uh, when it comes to intake porting, especially with the six liter platform, uh, Oliver from uh, California's got the market, and he used to basically take the stock intakes, cast them out, gut them. Uh, well, now his newest um, his newest intake is all it's all casted. Um, it's, it's really a piece of art. Uh, we took a stock factory, I mean a stock, a stock manifold, and put it on the bench, and we're getting about 23, 24% more flow. Uh, we install, we encourage customers. You know, I've actually put a post out there. If you don't like it, I'll basically give you your money back. You know, I tell customers the exact same speech. We've got customers out there claiming about a 3 MPG gain. Uh, throttle response, lower EGTs. So I mean, there's, you'd be surprised how the the community. The dealer community is so large, but very, you know, very small. There's a really good niche of people, and um, there's honestly, there's a lot of hidden talent, a lot of hidden talent without, I mean, throughout the community. You've got guys like uh, Oliver. You know, he does this on the side. Um, he's got a full-time job. You've got Luke Harrington, who does amazing fabrication with up pipes and turbo kits. Um, and, you know, some of the bigger name guys, Jesse Warren, uh, we use his injectors. Josh over at MPD. Right. Uh, Maryland Performance. And just a lot of the smaller shops, you know, my boys over in Arizona, Diesel and Moore, Joseph Harms in Virginia. You know, Bulletproof Diesel has definitely done a lot of stuff, a lot of um, engineering with the six-liter platform, and they, they show us a lot of support. But um, the biggest game changer for us... Uh, Pat, I would like to tell you that it's probably been Moroso Performance. You know, they've opened up their doors to us. Uh, they're huge in the gasoline industry and the racing industry. And somehow I came in contact with uh, Doug Vine, which is one of their uh, sales managers, and he's been nothing but uh, great help for, for the company. And basically we've got our own product line. You know, you heard Richard said earlier about opening the hood and you want to be wowed, you know, by engine accessories, dress-up kits, well, that's big in the muscle or classic hot rod or even the import scene. But what was being done to the diesel community? 
nothing. It basically yeah. just wheels, tires, lift kits, and other accessories. Well, we took it one step further, and now we've got a whole engine dress-up lineup for the six-liter platform, uh, the coolant reservoir that has gotten a lot of attention. You know, and it left me stranded three times when before actually before we came up with the idea. You know, it left me on the side of the road, and I'm like, man, there's got to be something that we can do about this. Like, how many customers have been through this, you know? Well, I'm not sure if somebody upstairs was listening to me, but the next morning I got a phone call from Doug Vine, and basically that was a, a relationship within itself, and that was kind of like the, um, the changing game for, uh, for engine dress-up. And so products are available online. Uh, we've got a couple of distributors throughout the country. You know, most of the stuff is in stock, so if you haven't seen us, you know, check check it out at pspdiesel.com. Um, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that uh, has really got me excited. You know, I didn't, I never owned a Power Stroke. I've been around them. Um, and I remember, you know, just in the past, it was always Cummins Duramax, Cummins Duramax. Right. And everything. And what has happened with the 6-liter along with the other trucks, is just this huge leap forward, like the power levels that they're making. It's oh, no it's joke. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I think, and, I think what, what, what Jesse put down at, you know, last year's UCC, I think it blew everybody away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that there's, there's things, you know, everyone's trying to keep up, you know, and push the envelope with their platforms. And I wanted to ask you guys, what are you guys planning for 2017? What are some, some milestones or some goals you want to hit on the performance side with these right. platforms? I'll, uh, I'll tell you of a personal project. I mean, the company as a whole has, has their own race truck that we're kind of showing movement, but it's kind of slowed things down a little bit uh, because we've got, a, we've got a dyno event. We've got one of our facility houses, a Mustang 1750, that we've been – uh, chopping away on some calibration, some tuning, and we've got some of that coming up here shortly uh, for the six-liter wall well, across the board, just power stroke in general. Um, but we've been putting on dyno events, and March 11th will be our second one, and that's kind of the deadline you know, for me as a personal goal. I've got a 2005 F-250 single cab uh, short bed that I'm, I'm sure if guys follow us, they've been seeing the project, the timeline as it progresses. But I took this truck and took the rear suspension off of it, uh, turned it over into a rear coilover, and I'm building a, a, a tri setup. Basically, uh, it'll it'll have two sixty-four and a half seventies feeding into a three sixty-nine. So I'm expecting very very fast uh, spiel up, big injectors, and you know I talked earlier about some of the uh, hidden talent with a lot of these guys in the. Uh, the diesel community. I've been getting support from from Oliver, um, Paul, Red Snyder. He's done some amazing things with uh, cylinder head porting. He we took a set of cylinder heads and he had them CNC. Um, we're getting about 80 CFMs more than stock. So I've I can't wait to have that thing on on the ground and on the dyno and on the street. Uh, I'm going in with the dry sump setup. Morosa put together. I kind of presented it to Doug, and I told him I was like, "Hey, I was like, you know, why isn't why as the diesel community as a whole like why aren't we triggering like a dry sump setup?" And he's like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, it's very popular in, in gas racing and, and and just racing the racing scene within itself." And I'm like, "Why well, would want to do something with the dry sump?" He's like, "Okay." He's like, "Well, 
let's talk about it. You know, I mean, how serious? And I'm like, well, you need a core. We need to get together and talk about this. So basically, we've developed, uh, we've got the pump, a four-stage pump in place. We've got a shallow pan. Um, we've got the drive gear. Everything's in place. Um, doing away with the low-pressure pump, which is a known failure at high RPM for the six-liter power stroke. Uh, it's obviously got built internals. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for for moderate, I guess moderate power on the street. I, I, I tell myself moderate. Well, what is moderate? I'm hoping for about <laughs> 900 horses. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think the rest of us are hoping for a thousand horsepower daily driver. <laughs> I don't want to set. The, I don't want to set the bars too high because I don't want to. I don't want to fall short. But I think if I'm able to put down, you know, 850, 900 horses on a little six liter tri turbo setup and it's streetable with uh, heat and AC for you know the Texas summer, I'm 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 cool. I'm stoked. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the ultimate right there. You know. So that's that's what we've got uh, for 2017. Of course, you know, just give good customer service, uh, doing what we do, and hopefully we we're able to accomplish. We're going to have our product line too. I mean, you know, our our motto is is reliable performance. So if 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 we've got customers that are looking to build serious power, it's not going to do them any good if the truck is broke down in in their garage half of the year. So. Not only not only continue to develop reliable performance in the shop, but expanding the products that we're developing so that uh, you know we can extend that reach beyond the, the customers that walk in our front door. That's probably one of the hardest things to convey on a podcast is the like the accessories you mentioned and the parts and the upgrades you guys do. They're works of art. I mean, they look beautiful. Like you just want to look at them, you know. Whenever I see them online, I just want to look at them. Appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, thank you. And we're going to have there's going to be a, a big expansion in the product line going into like the first and second quarter of 2017. So, you know, Dodge and Duramax guys, keep a lookout cuz we're going to make sure you guys get taken care of too. Where's the best place for our listeners to go and, and see these parts and, and keep up with you, you know, through the race season and and see what these daily drivers are doing and dinos and everything social media is always a great way to see what we're doing lately so we've got facebook and instagram at psp diesel uh we've got our primary shop page uh where you can reach us at uh pspdiesel.com and then our the our product page is shop.pspdiesel.com and you can link to that through our primary web page but like I said, you know how social media is nowadays. We, as soon as we come up with something new, we'll throw it up there and get people's feedback. And you know, we're always we're always open to customers' feedback and what they want to see. Tell us what you guys want to see on your trucks, and we'll do everything we can. And we're we're definitely open to custom setups too. The, uh, the dyno the- event, we're going to try to uh, live feed, and you know, the first one played out very well. We had a pretty good turnout. We had about. I don't know, 18, 20 trucks we put on the dyno and kind of we were, we're advertising it as uh, tacos and dynos. You know, it's just, it's just fun, something funny that we thought about um, and good food, you know, good crowd, good trucks. Uh, so it don't matter if it's a Power Stroke, Duramax, or Cummins. You know, we love them all. It's just uh, Power Strokes is kind of where we started. And you know, we've got some really good techs. We've got master techs on both ends, or all, actually on all three ends, including myself and my, my partner, Richard. So we will show support to all three. You know, it don't matter. You, you had me at taco, man. I'm there. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, we appreciate you guys being on the podcast and, and sharing with us, you know, your experiences with the six liter power stroke and, and what, what you guys have found that works, you know, make them reliable and then keep them going, you know, in those higher mileage applications and this 800 horsepower daily driver that I know it lit up social media. I, I don't know how many times I watched <laughs> yeah, the video on it. it. And, uh, I mean, anybody, I mean, any, any listener out there, um, you know, I'm, we keep it pretty, pretty, we're pretty chill around here. You guys can go ahead and call the shop, you know, hit us up on Facebook. But if you guys have any, any questions about what you're buying or what you're getting into, what to expect, please, uh, we're a phone call away. We won't turn you down. Um, and, if, and if you come by the shop, you know, right at 5 o'clock, we'll probably put a Modelo in your hands. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and keep, keep an eye out. We've got... We've been doing a lot of, you know, having a dyno is, is just a phenomenal resource. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some tuning, especially six liter tuning, hitting the market soon.